Do you want more money so that you no longer have to feel financial insecurity? If that is the case, this is one of the primary things blocking you from allowing currency to flow through in the form of ideas and actions and coincidences and synchronicities to actually experience a more prosperous, abundant, and wealthier life. Welcome to A Changed Mind, a journey into the topics that matter to you most. From the neuroscience and spirituality of mindset and personal growth to groundbreaking strategies for health, wealth, and relationships, to open and honest conversations about pressing global issues such as the environment, censorship, corporate capture, and democracy. Each and every episode reminds us of the certainty of the goodness of the future and provides the teachings, tools, and timeless wisdom inspiring you to create real lasting change in your life and in the world. If you've been desiring a sanctuary for your spirit, a place to go to tune out the distraction, negativity, and doom and gloom so that you can tap into the deep power, the vibrancy, and the potential you have inside, you're in the right place. Welcome to A Changed Mind. Hey, it's David. Just a quick interruption to your normally scheduled podcast. I've got an incredible opportunity for you. Big announcement that my book is now live on Amazon, A Changed Mind, Go Beyond Self-Awareness, Rewire Your Brain, and Re-Engineer Your Reality. If you've been wanting to take your personal growth to the next level, maybe you've done the self-help thing, but you're still feeling more stress or overwhelm or anxiety in your life, maybe you've gotten to the next level of financial security or growth in your relationships or health or your business, but you've hit a new ceiling and you're really wanting to understand how to identify the resistance that is still inside of you that's shaping your experience of life and to let it all go and transform it so that you can truly feel free emotionally, spiritually, financially, and achieve your full potential, you've got to check out this book. I spent the last 18 months pouring all of the teachings, philosophies, tools, even processes that I've never taught before that have helped me go from a life where I was literally struggling to survive to a life now that I love in a system that lets me materialize the vision I have for my business, my family, my world, without the hustle and grind and putting my spiritual growth and well-being first. So if you've been wanting a treasure map to the emotional and material promised land that life has waiting for you, take a minute to jump on over to Amazon, grab yourself a copy of A Changed Mind, or better yet, grab a couple of copies and give them as gifts to your loved ones The feedback is already coming in. People are saying this is one of the most practical and powerful personal development books they've ever read, and I get it because everything that's in this book is exactly what I went through, what I learned, and what I used to change my mind. Check it, grab yourself a copy, and now on to your regularly scheduled podcast episode. Hey, it's David. Welcome to the episode, the money episode. I have a feeling this may be the first of many conversations around money. Man, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming into this sanctuary for the human spirit. Thanks for being a part of this with me, uh, for being willing to go deeper than anybody else on understanding the important things in our lives Uh, And for coming together as part of this community who believes in the certainty of the goodness of the future, where we are transforming together. And my gosh, I am so excited about today's episode because money was such a mystery for me for so much of my life. And the principles that I'm sharing you are literally, I think, the core of what changed for me where I went from having a couple of homes in foreclosure and a couple hundred dollars in my bank account 
and running a business that uh, ultimately went bankrupt to with Carol building a $25 million coaching and consulting company and becoming one of the fastest growing uh, Inc. 500 transformational companies in the world. So this stuff is real that I'm going to share with you. And I believe that you know, the biggest shift you can make is just through this understanding that we're going to be talking about. I don't even think you have to do much different in your life. I think your brain is going to change just from listening to this episode. What I'm trying to say is I think you're going to get rich just by listening to this show. Now, that's not a promise. I don't want to have any FTC violations. But I, I, you know, this has had such a major impact on me, what I'm going to be sharing with you. And I don't know if this is your first episode or if you're a repeat listener. First of all, thank you for being here. And if you would, the one thing I uh, ask is review the show. Um, if you love the show, I think you can do it right now. I think you can just you know click on whatever platform or app you're on and leave a review while you continue listening to this episode. That would be amazing. And, and if you're like, hey, Dave, I'm brand new. I want to check this out first before I give you a five-star review. I totally get that too. But reviews are the way that we create more exposure for this conversation and we bring more people into this incredible community of awakened people who are who are coming together to change ourselves and change the world. So today we're going to talk about money. And I'm going to start by sharing a story with you. This was around 2012. And I was working on my limiting beliefs. I had read Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. If you haven't read it, it's a must read. If you have read it, you know it's a must read. He's sort of the OG of how thoughts are things and create our reality. Now, Think and Grow Rich is the number one best-selling business book of all time, but it's not really a book about business. It's a book where Napoleon Hill went and he interviewed the great industrialists, the most powerful and wealthy people uh, at that time, uh, and he identified certain patterns of behaviors that they were all engaged in, and what he realized by looking at this pattern was that they all were creating through the way that they thought. And that's foundation to a lot of what we talk about on A Changed Mind. If you just listen to the episode five on anxiety, which was such a killer episode, it's all about our misinterpretation around what anxiety is. It's our beliefs around anxiety that actually perpetuate anxiety. If you listen to episode two, where I talked about how to rewire our own brains, or episode three around how thoughts become things, you become hip to this conversation that... Most of the challenges that we have in our life are simply a misunderstanding, meaning, meaning there are things that we believe that aren't actually true about that area of our life. It could be beliefs about ourselves, beliefs about relationships, beliefs about money, beliefs about our health, beliefs about our business. And the way that we create a change in our external world is not by hustling and grinding or changing our action or trying to find some magic pill strategy. It's actually about identifying the resistance that we have to the things that we want and learning how to transform or let go of the resistance. That's what this work is about. And so when I, you know, this was over 10 years ago, I started playing around with some of these ideas. I realized that I had some limiting beliefs around money, and I'll get into some more of those here in a second. But one of the things I realized is that I believed I could only earn income from my business. So I was running an investor-backed search engine optimization, technology, and software company at that time. I'd raised $4 million from investors for this business that I launched back in 2005, 2006. And I was paying myself as an employee of the business. And even though I saw an upside of you know making a lot of money through the profitability of the business, I was still limited in my thinking to this idea that I could only earn income from my business. So I I was like, oh, well, what if I could earn income from outside of my business? And I made this decision in uh, around March of, I think it was around 2012. 
that I was going to generate $60,000 in income from a source that wasn't my business. And so I didn't know how, but I just made the decision and then I let it go. And sometime around April or May, I was um, invited to a lunch with a friend of mine. And at that time, the business I had was generating financial services leads off the internet. We had these websites that we built that would rank at the top of search engines for keywords and phrases that people were searching related to mortgages and payday loans and short-term loans and student loans and credit card debt consolidation. And we would show up at the top of Google and someone would click on the search result, land on a page, fill out the form, and then we would sell that lead to a financial institution. So my friend invited me to a lunch with a colleague of his that bought financial services leads. He said, hey, this, this could be a good partner for you. So the three of us went to lunch. And during that lunch, my buddy shared that I was in 12-step recovery. He said, yeah, Dave's an alcoholic. He's a drug addict. He's a porn addict. He's basically a really good time, or at least he used to be. He's not anymore. And that friend of mine, when I first got sober, did what I called the 90-day challenge. So he also like didn't smoke cigarettes, didn't have any drinks, didn't look at any pornography, didn't masturbate, didn't smoke any pot for 90 days with me because that's what my therapist said I needed to do. And my buddy, I don't know whether he was an addict or not, but he was definitely partying too much. So he's like, hey, man, I'll do this with you. So we're at this lunch and my friend is sharing how amazing it was for 90 days to just basically abstain from everything and be sober. We have this lunch with this guy. And um, about 30 days later, maybe 45 days later, I get an email from the guy that my friend introduced me to. He said, hey, I just want to let you know that that lunch had a real impact on me. I had, I'd been drinking a lot. I'd been partying a lot. And I decided to quit for 30 days. And I've you know, lost 10 pounds. And I've, I've been more productive at work. And I've been happier. And I just want to thank you. Would you come down and have lunch with me? I want to I just appreciate what you had shared with me and the inspiration that you gave me. So I drove from Orlando to Tampa. And I show up at this guy's office. By the way, the decision I made of making an extra $60,000 was by the end of the year. I said, I don't know how, but I'm going to make an extra $60,000 by the end of the year. So now we're in like May. I'm, I come down. I have lunch with this guy. And I, I'm waiting in his office while these two uh, young gentlemen are, are pitching him on a Facebook advertising idea and a Facebook advertising business. So I'm listening to what they're talking about. They finish. I end up going to lunch with the guy. The guy and I have a nice lunch. And he says, by the way, you, you understand what they were, they were pitching me on, right? And I said, yeah, I understand that business model. He said, what do you think? I said, well, actually, it was a business model I tried a few years ago, but we were a little bit too early. Now's the right time. I, I, I like their idea. So we finish lunch. I drive back to Orlando. He calls me back that night. He says, listen, I've negotiated to get half of their company. It's a startup for $46,000. If you've got $23,000 and you want to invest with me, I'll give you half of my half. You can own a quarter of the company. The other thing is that you would be required to come up here once a week and manage the thing. These guys need management. They need a little bit more senior support. You also understand this business. I want you contributing to it. So I had about $23,000 in my bank account. It was everything that I had. And I decided that I would invest in this business opportunity. I had some credit card debt. It was definitely a stretch for me. But I thought about it. It seemed like a good business opportunity. These guys were making a lot of money doing what they were doing really, really quickly. So I said, okay, I'm in. So I invest this $23,000, and from June, July, August, September, I'm driving once a week to Tampa. I'm managing these guys. They're a total pain in the ass to manage. One of them owns a nightclub. Both of them are using cocaine. They're spending the money that we're earning on you know, popping bottles and throwing parties for people. There was very poor accounting for anything that we were doing. It was an absolute disaster. 
it was like trying to bring order to chaos. And so around, around October, I decided this isn't where I want to invest my energy and my time anymore. And by coincidence, one of the brothers called me over the weekend. He said, listen, it's not a surprise to anyone that we don't enjoy working together. Uh, we have very different styles, <laughs> I guess if you could call it that. Uh, and he said, so we'd like to buy you out of your 25% interest in the company. I said, okay, make me an offer. In November, they made me an offer. It wasn't what I wanted. I pushed back a little bit. In the beginning of December, we came to agreement on what the offer would be. And by the end of December, the contract was signed and they had transferred the money to my bank account on December 28th. It was the $23,000 back that I invested and the $60,000 that I said I was going to make from a source that was not my primary business by the end of the year. So how does this all work, right? How did I generate $60,000 off of a decision? How do thoughts become things? And I want to start this conversation by just taking a step back to the beginning around money. What is money? Okay. Everything in our reality is energy. Uh, now, that's a whole separate episode that I'm sure we will record at some point in time. But what I mean by that is that everything in the material world is made up of energy. It's made up of atoms, which are made up of even smaller particles of things that become molecules, that become material. But at the fundamental level of our entire material existence or reality, it's energy. It's this fluctuating waveform reality potential that becomes something fixed or particleized through the magic of materialization. The nothing becomes something. And money is no exception to that rule, right? Health is energy. Relationships are energy. Compassion is energy. Clarity is energy. We've got to have a whole energetic conversation. Now, most of the time, we're not looking at the energetic level because we're working with what has materialized or manifested. We're working with the effect of energy because we're so addicted to our reality. Our five senses have, 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 have caused us to become addicted to what we sense, what we can perceive, and so we ignore the energetic conversation. I want to encourage you to be open to this idea that money is energy. In fact, the original money makers, right, when money was invented, the people who constructed this idea of money, it's money actually named it currency, right? It's referred to as currency, like an electric current, in a, an energetic or vibrational current, a wave form of energy. And so this currency becomes money. And we want to allow this currency to flow through us. This is the idea of you know prosperity frequency or allowing money to flow through you that you might hear in like a new age conversation or some meditation on YouTube. They're not wrong. It's just there isn't much we can do with this idea of expanding my money consciousness or increasing my money frequency if we don't understand the mechanics and the structure and sort of the scientific principles of it, <laughs> right? What are you going to do with it? You got you got so many people who are like studying this law of attraction so they can have more financial abundance, but they just stay broke. And so we want to break that pattern through this conversation here today. But we're starting with this idea that money is currency. It's an energy. It flows. We want more of it to flow to us and through us. Yes? Yes. So all energy, which is really life force, it's spirit, it's God, it's universe, it's Jesus, it's Allah, it's the force. All energy 
has a particular quality, which is it is looking to grow, to expand, to evolve. You can see it at a macrocosmic level of the universe and sort of this big bang expansion. You can see it in the natural momentum towards diversity, right? Things continue to grow and evolve and speciate and into, into more variations, unless you live on the planet Earth and then you have these things called human beings that just start to snuff out <laughs> some of the species. But human beings outside of the equation, right? The universe just continues to expand and evolve because that's what energy does. It's looking to grow, to contribute, to expand, to evolve, to create diversity. So energy flows to you when you are a conduit or a mechanism for it to translate into new forms, new growth, new expansion, new joy, new experiences. When you have a desire for more money because you have a vision for how that money can translate into more, money begins to flow to you. Okay. Now, money can also get blocked in its flow, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But money flows to you like all energy does, right? Health comes to you so that you can be healthy and what that looks like. Health doesn't come to you so you cannot be sick. Relationships come to you based on your vision of expansion and growth and joy and positive emotions that those relationships will bring to you. Relationships don't flow to you because you're lonely, And in the same way, money flows to you so that you can expand, you can be more joyful, you can be more creative, right? As a result of a burning desire, not in order to get you out of financial scarcity and financial insecurity. Now, I'm going to unpack that here a little bit more for you in a second, but let's just understand that money is currency, it is energy, and it flows to you when you are open and available as a conduit for putting it to work so that growth, expansion, joy, and evolution can occur. By the way, that doesn't mean that you can't, part of that growth and expansion and joy isn't you having your dream home. Absolutely. That's a great motivation for currency, money, prosperity, and abundance to flow to you. Or in order for you to take vacations. Or in order for you to donate more to causes that you're passionate about or for you to grow your business or for you to have savings and make investments and become an investor, right? As long as those things feel good and you're not trying to hoard money because you're afraid you might run out. So I want you to think about right now your relationship with money and your desire for it. Is your desire for money driven by growth, expansion, joy, and evolution. If not, then what's happened is you've closed the door on prosperity and abundance that is naturally flowing to you. And that's really important to understand. The natural state is prosperity and abundance. You don't have to actually do anything in order to attract money or have currency flow to you. You don't have to like become a better person. You don't even necessarily have to have more skills. You don't have to have anything that's part of the figure it out process of all of this. If you want to have prosperity and abundance, the number one thing you must do is stop blocking it, right? Open up your availability by understanding that it flows to and through you as a result of desire, right? Burning, passionate, as Napoleon Hill would say, expansive desire. 
Okay, so that's number one. Let's open the door. Let's get clear on the vision that you have for your life that excites you, that money can finance and create. That is how we get the electrical current of money starting to flow to you. Now, what can block the current? What are the common things that we actually do if abundance and prosperity are natural to us when the door is open, when we have a vision that excites us, that money can help us finance and create? Because I know you've probably done a vision board, you've set goals, and you're like, Dave, but I've, I've done that. And I don't have the financial security that I want. I don't have the abundance that I want. I don't have the dream home. I don't have the hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in the bank account. I don't, I don't have, right? I'm in financial need. So step one is let's make sure we've got a burning desire vision for money to flow to us. And step two is we got to take a look at the resistance that we might be putting into the system through our beliefs around money. So now we're talking about money beliefs or what people describe as money consciousness because your consciousness is really the sum total or accumulation of what it is you believe, what it is you think, what it is you feel. So what is it that you believe and you think and you feel about money and about money-related topics? So it might just not be money. It might be about you and money or how money works in the world, right? Anything connected to money. And an easy way for you to evaluate where your baseline is in terms of your money consciousness or your money belief systems is just to complete this simple sentence, which is, when I was growing up, money was blank. When I was growing up, money was blank. I'm going to give you a second just to let whatever is there for you drop in, to let your neural networks activate and bring up those memories and meanings that were formed at a very early age for you that weren't necessarily true but have shaped your entire life since then. <laughs> when I was growing up, money was blank, right? Now, it might have been money was hard to make. It might have been money was the reason why my dad was never around because he was working all the time. So if, if you don't want to be a dad who's not around, all the time, then you might be a broke dad because for you, money meant unavailability of dad. See how there's some complexity to this? It might be money was what my split my parents up. Money caused arguments. Money is the root of all evil. Money is something that some people had, but we didn't have. People who were better than us had money. So if you also feel like you're not good enough, then you might be struggling with your financial abundance and your financial prosperity. You have to sacrifice to make money right? You can't have it all. And so if there are things in your life you don't want to sacrifice, then you may not be able to have money. Like none of these things are true, but these are beliefs, right? When I was growing up, money was blank. Or when you were young, this is what you learned or you perceived that formed into beliefs around money, right? And about yourself. So if you have low self-esteem, which is why in the frameworks that we teach, establishing self-love and self-confidence and self-esteem is so important, if you want to have a powerful living experience, because if you believe you're not good enough, right, then you probably won't be earning money if you think that money is something that people who are worthy earn. Uh, it might be that the world is in a recession and the media is telling me it's harder to make money than ever before. Okay, well, for some people, but we've also had the greatest transfer of wealth to the billionaires who probably had a pretty good money mindset going into the pandemic, <laughs> right? So... So let's just, let's look at the evidence through the lens of common sense. Your brain is a goal-achieving machine. 
you know, and if you haven't listened to episode two and episode three, where I really lay the foundation for this conversation, or you haven't been yet exposed to the distinctions I teach, like the two states of being or the power of decision, the five primary drivers, check out those episodes because they'll be labeled appropriately, although they sneak their way into everything that we're talking about here. Your brain is a goal achieving machine. So if you believe money's hard to make because that's what you observed with your parents, and it may have not even been true. It wasn't that money was hard to make. It's just that your you know, parents didn't understand how money worked. Your parents also had these programs of feeling not good enough. And so your parents got swept up within the great masses of everyone of living in this dysfunction called poverty, even though abundance and prosperity is our birthright. They didn't understand how money worked, and so they experienced an, a lack of it, right? It wasn't really that money was hard to make. But that might have been the meaning you gave the experience. And so now as an adult, or you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, your human being operating system is being driven by what you believe. And so, you know, if you're 40 years old in your career or your business and you believe money's hard to make, you're going to have thoughts on a moment by moment basis that are in alignment with money being hard to make. You're not going to have thoughts around making money easily. You're not going to have a thought like I did, which was, I've decided that I'm going to make $60,000 by the end of the year from a source that's not related to my business. And wow, magically that happens. You won't have those ideas. You won't have those thoughts because you think just like you believe. And as you're having thoughts around money being hard to make, you're experiencing those thoughts as emotions. So you're experiencing financial stress, financial anxiety, financial overwhelm, financial worry. Your emotions or how you feel, they dictate the actions that you take. So you're not going to be motivated to go out and discover opportunities to create wealth and abundance for yourself. And you're not going to be available for those opportunities to show up coincidentally and synchronistically, right? Because you're going to be in this emotional primal state of being that's actually conducive to perpetuating financial scarcity, right? I mean, do you think you're going to make more money if you're feeling motivated and inspired and excited and you believe money is easy to make? Or are you more likely to make money if you're feeling stressed and anxious and overwhelmed and financially insecure? And so this belief that money's hard to make is determining how you think, it's determining how you feel, it's determining what actions you do or do not take, and then that produces the results. So you're not open and available or thinking about how you could make more, more money or performing at a level at work and being open to asking your employer to give you a raise or looking for another job because you know that you're worth it and you know that you're deserving or making the strategic decisions in your business that are going to lead to generating more clients and more income. The result is you're going to maintain financial scarcity and financial insecurity, and then that's going to reinforce the core belief. Oh, see, I knew it. Money was hard to make. So it's not that money's hard to make. It's just that we operate according to the psycho-cybernetic loop. Whatever you believe, you think. Whatever you think, you feel. Whatever you feel, you do. Whatever you do is the result you produce, and the results reinforce the belief that actually originated them. And so if we want to break this pattern of financial insecurity and open ourselves up to wealth and abundance and prosperity, not only do we have to understand what I previously explained, which was that currency flows through us as a catalyst when we're a vehicle for growth, expansion, joy, and evolution, right? Not to get us out of financial insecurity. Money doesn't flow to us for that. And I'm going to explain more about that in a second. But number two, once we've opened the door because we understand how currency works and we start envisioning our life, And giving money a reason to flow to us, we have to take a look to see if there's some interference that we are injecting or resistance into the process. And those are our limiting beliefs around money. 
And how do we transform those limiting beliefs? I mean, we've got so many tools like the decision matrix or using the two states of being. If you've been into our work, if you've gone through the mind hack program, if you've attended the powerful living experience, or if you've just listened to enough of our podcast episodes, you, you hear that, you know, transforming these money beliefs is not a difficult thing to do, nor is identifying them, but it's the work that has to be done. So you have to remove these blocks and realize that these programs that you adopted, right, aren't true. They were somebody else's beliefs or meanings that you gave the experience, but they're becoming true for you because your brain is a goal-achieving machine as, and as a result of the way the five primary drivers works, right? So you start to make some new decisions, right? Money's not hard to make, right? Money flows to me. Uh, money is my birthright, right? If others are capable of making money, I'm capable of making money. You use the decision matrix tool that we teach to start changing your brain and finding evidence to neurologically reinforce your new belief systems. You get in a practice and a fellowship with other people who are practicing this and then you start to see your life change and then that becomes part of the feedback process and the mechanism. You start getting evidence for your new belief so you stop engaging with the old belief and you actually see experience some brain change. The old neural networks that represent the old limiting beliefs start to prune out and the new limiting beliefs start to form even deeper myelin connections in your brain and you start to perceive life differently. You start to have thoughts around making more money. You start to perceive money-making opportunities. You've become a person with a transformed money consciousness, meaning you've become a wealthy person, first inside, then outside. Right? Your thoughts, your emotions, your beliefs start to realign with that of a wealthy, prosperous, abundant person. And then you give it time. There's a little bit of a gap between the person you become and then the evidence that shows up in your reality. But it will show up if you're willing to commit yourself and stay loyal to the beliefs that are aligned with abundance and prosperity and you have a vision for your life that requires money to flow through you. One of the first events that I spoke at, I did a talk on the power of decision and, um, and our frameworks. And a young man come up to me and he said, man, I really appreciated the, your talk and the conversation that you had. And I've been in this personal development thing for a while, but the way that you broke it down really gave me access to it. And I just want to thank you. And I said, well, what, you know, what is it you're up to in the world? And he said, I want to be a billionaire. And I said, can I encourage you into a, a slightly modified desire? He said, sure. I said, I recommend that you want or desire to discover something that creates a billion dollars of value in the world for people. I said, that should be the desire. If you desire to create a billion dollars of value in the world, you'll become a billionaire. But the ideas, the businesses that create a billion dollars of value, the ideas and the thoughts are the cause. The effect is a billion dollars in the bank account. So Jeff Bezos's vision for Amazon, it's what's allowed him to become a billionaire. Elon Musk's vision for what he wants to do in the world in terms of electric cars and solar and taking people into outer space and free speech on Twitter, that's what's allowed him. That's Money has sought out Elon Musk as an instrument for creation in the world because Elon Musk's vision requires that money. And so currency has flowed to him. So again, our vision and then removing the resistance. That's the key to creating an abundant life and a prosperous life. And that is the transformation of your money consciousness. When you rearrange and reorganize the beliefs, the thoughts, the emotions that you adopted at a very early age that are not congruent in an alignment with creating wealth in the world. 
Now, this third piece is really important to understand, okay? Because it is the sticking point and the misunderstanding that keeps the vast majority of people in the world stuck in less financial abundance and prosperity and wealth than is their birthright, right? That, which is really an infinite amount of wealth. And it is this. It is a core limiting belief around money. And it is the desire to accumulate more wealth in order to not be financially insecure. Okay, it is the desire, and I want you to notice this. Do you want more money so that you can feel financially secure? Do you want more money so that you no longer have to feel financial insecurity? If that is the case, this is one of the primary things blocking you from allowing currency to flow through in the form of ideas and actions and coincidences and synchronicities to actually experience a more prosperous, abundant, and wealthier life. Here's why. There is a hidden limiting belief that we all have, almost all of us, that looks something like this. I don't have enough or I didn't have enough or I won't have enough in the future to be okay. There is a fear that we won't have enough to be okay. And we look at our own lives right now and there's this sense of like, man, I'm, I'm barely making it. I don't have enough. Maybe we look into the past and we see that like there were times where things were tight and it was close and we didn't have enough. But most importantly, what I want you to be aware of is this fear that you have that you will not or might not have enough in the future. And so this fear is motivating you to want to create more financial prosperity so that you do not experience not having enough, not being okay, not being financially secure at some point in the near, medium, or long-term future. Here's the problem. The universe or reality or intelligence or the vibration or the force or love or whatever you want to call this matrix-like, highly intelligent system that we live in that corresponds to what it is that we think has no awareness that you will not have enough because it always provides you enough. What I mean by that is this word enough is very cunning, baffling, and powerful. We have a fear, a deep-seated fear that if we don't have enough, we're going to die. But if you actually look at this, it's a limiting belief. If you look at the history of your life, have you always had enough? I'm not saying you've always had enough to buy what you want, a big screen TV, a television. I'm not even saying we've had people who have been to my seminars and my programs who have been homeless for periods of time. But they had enough. They had enough to survive. Life always took care of them. But there's this idea that the mind creates that if we don't have enough, we're going to die, right? I even know families who have been without homes for a period of time, but life provided them enough to survive and enough to get back on their feet. So what's really true when we look at this is that we have always had enough. We've always had enough. I want you to say this with me right now. I have always had enough. I want you to look at your life right now. Do you have enough 
right now. Again, this very cunning, baffling, and powerful word, enough. What does it really mean? Do you have enough right now? I mean, you've got enough to be listening to this podcast episode or listening on YouTube, wherever you're listening, right? You've got enough for that. I know that you might have some challenges going on in your life. I know that you might have some fears going on inside of you, right? I know that there are some changes that you might want to experience in what's going on in your life. But do you have enough right now? You okay right now? In this second, right here, right now, you got enough? Did you have enough yesterday? Did you have enough the day before? Do you think you'll have enough an hour from now? I want you to say with me right now, I have enough. I've always had enough and I have enough right here, right now. And now I want you to say the third piece of this trifecta that will allow prosperity and abundance and finance and currency to flow through you. It is the statement, and I will always have enough. I've always had enough. I have enough, and I will always have enough. That's the truth. And you know that's the truth because it feels good. Like we talk about the two states of being. You can know whether or not something you're saying is resonant or dissonant, whether it's true or false based on how it feels. And the reason why these thoughts of I'm not going to have enough in the future, what if I don't have enough, what happens, my mortgage payment is due, my bills are due, my this or that, I know they've always been due. They've always been due. But the truth is, that's why it feels so bad, this idea that you're not going to have enough. Because the truth is, you've always had enough, you have enough right now, and you will always have enough. And once you ground yourself in that core belief, oh my God, watch how the spirit of currency begins to flow through you. When you release yourself of this mantra that you will not have enough and living in the present moment where you have enough as if you don't, And moving into a primal state in fight or flight, where, by the way, you have no access to wealth-creating ideas, you'll miss the opportunities around you to make more money, you've closed the door on uh, currency to flow through you. Not completely, because life has this amazing way of providing for you even when you're incredibly resistant to it, even when I'm incredibly resistant to it. Thank goodness. If you give up this idea that you're not going to have enough, Now, all of a sudden, you put yourself in alignment with currency and with money, right? You desire money to create the vision that you have for your life, letting go of the old limiting beliefs around money and letting go of this idea that you may not have enough by acknowledging that you've always had enough, no matter what your circumstance or situation is, that you have enough right now and that you will always have enough. This is the structure. This is the practice. This is the consciousness to be in. This is what began to allow me to open up more abundance in my life. Like the story I told at the beginning of this episode of deciding that I was going to make $60,000 from a source that was separate from my business without any idea of how by the end of the year. And then miraculously it happened because I didn't have resistance I didn't have any limiting beliefs around it and I wasn't embracing this idea or this desire to have money to get me out of this thing called financial insecurity which doesn't even really exist because I've always been okay, I am okay and I will always be okay. This is what has opened up the ideas, the strategies, the execution, the inspiration. It's what's attracted the community uh, that has been the foundation of building this business that Carol and I have from zero to $25 million in seven years and becoming number Inc. 171 on the Inc. 500. 
We were available. We were in receivership of everything that was required in order to make that happen. So here's the good news. You don't have to become anything better. You don't have to. It's not that you're not good enough. You don't have to become a better person. It's not that there's not enough time. It's not that you have to develop some other skill. Maybe that'll be part of the natural process. You'll be inspired to acquire some more skills and those skills will be leveraged for you in creating more financial prosperity and abundance for your life. You don't need to figure anything out. All you need to do is get in alignment with abundance and prosperity. Number one, have a vision that requires money and be excited about it. Number two, identify the limiting beliefs that you adopted from a very early age that are creating resistance for you because your brain is a goal-achieving machine and transform those limiting beliefs through making new empowered decisions. And number three, become aware of the core money block that most people have. This relates back to number one. Rather than desiring money, for something that is exciting and expansive and growth-oriented, the vision you have for your life, most of us have some level of desire for more financial abundance and prosperity, which is coming from a misunderstanding, a belief that we don't have enough and that we're not going to have enough in the future. And you've got to see the truth that you've always been taken care of because when you see that, you can ground yourself, you can move back into rest and relaxation, a powerful state of being, a place where abundance flows to you, and you can start attracting the next level of wealth, of ideas, of prosperity into your life. And again, this isn't some law of attraction seminar where I'm saying you just you know, kumbaya money consciousness and a bunch of money shows up at your house, but you'll have the ideas and you'll start to take intelligent, inspired action, whether it's in your workplace or whether it's in your business or whether it's in the transition from the job you have into starting your own business or whether it's through the investments that you make or investment opportunities or business opportunities that show up, you will start to align yourself with that and life will start to bring those opportunities to you and you'll look backwards and you'll say, hey, this is how, this was the path that unfolded for me in creating the next level of financial abundance in my life. So that's the money conversation, my friend. And uh, it's not that far away from you. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a long time or really hard in order for you to significantly shift the level of prosperity that you're experiencing in your life. I'm talking about days, weeks, months. If you can get clear on that vision that excites you, that requires money and currency to flow through you, your own version of Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, whatever that looks like, doesn't have to be a billionaire. If you can do the work in transforming and letting go of the limiting beliefs that you accumulated over time that were misunderstandings based on your observation of the experiences you had at the very early stages of your life, and if you can realize that you're safe, that you've always had enough, that you have enough right now, and that you will always have enough, and so you don't need to attract money into your life in order to get a financial insecurity because there really is no such thing. You're as secure as secure can be because life is always taking care of you and it will continue taking care of you because that's the nature of this loving, highly intelligent, vibrational universe that we are part of. Man, that's it. You're unlocking the next level of money frequency in your life, and I can't wait to see what happens. So let me know. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, leave me a review. If you're watching on YouTube or anywhere else, leave me a comment. I read all of them. Stay connected to our community. Listen to this follow-up message about getting some free resources that you can download and become a part of our community even more deeply and get weekly motivation and transformation through my newsletter. And I will see you, my friend, in the next episode. Hey, it's David. One more thing. If you want to go even deeper on everything we've talked about on today's episode, don't forget to jump over to www.davidbear.com. 
You can find the link in the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter. A couple of times a week, I'm going to be sending you the latest episodes that we've released along with additional free trainings. You'll get immediate access to my free MindHack ebook and go even deeper into all the tools, the technologies, and the frameworks that have helped tens of thousands of people establish a changed mind. Don't forget to jump on over to the site and I will see you in the next episode.